And I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's nice to always be right, isn't it? It's nice to always know the exact right thing to say at the exact right time to say it. It's nice to always know what to expect and to have those expectations met just as you had planned. And when everything goes our way, sometimes we feel like we're king of the world, like we have everything under control. In my perfect world, I am always in control. I want to be in control of where I go, when I go, and how I get there. But as we all know, being in control, and always knowing exactly what directions our lives are going to take, it's just a pipe dream. Just look around our world right now. How many of us feel like we are actually in control of the situation? Sometimes it's hard to believe that anyone is actually running the show these days. It can be hard enough trying to predict and control our own lives. But what happens when we try to place this control on something even greater than ourselves? What happens when we try to predict and control God? This is precisely the issue Jesus is addressing in what we hear from the Gospel this morning. Our reading we hear picks up in the middle of a discourse that Jesus is giving to a crowd that has gathered around him. And like most other crowds that Jesus encounters throughout his ministry, this one really has no idea who he is or what to expect from this self-proclaimed Son of God. But the whole passage that we hear today is really kicked off by a question posed by John the Baptist that happened just before our reading this morning begins. You remember John the Baptist, right? The bushy-bearded, camel-hair-wearing, locust-eating, slightly eccentric messenger of God? By this time, John is in prison, and he's shortly going to be beheaded by Herod. But while he's in prison, word gets to him about what Jesus is doing. John the Baptist, who spent his entire life preparing the way for the coming Messiah, the one who he knew would most certainly be more powerful and mighty than anyone in the world. John hears how Jesus is going around the country proclaiming God's word. He knows that Jesus is saying a lot of nice things, but he's not really doing many of the powerful and mighty acts that he thinks the Messiah is supposed to be doing. The Romans are still oppressively ruling their nation. There are still poor and hungry people all over the land. From prison, John sends his disciples to Jesus to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? You can almost feel the desperation and disappointment in that question. I wonder what kind of expectations John had about Jesus. I mean, Jesus was his entire life's purpose, to proclaim his coming. 
Was it all for nothing? In this crowd which Jesus is addressing, this crowd who on one hand saw and knew all the stories about John the Baptist in his wild and crazy ways, they saw that man of God get taken away and locked up by Herod. And now they see Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God himself. But he's not overthrowing the brutal and tyrannical regimes of the day. But instead he's pre preaching a message of love and peace. You know they're all thinking the same thing. How's this guy going to change the world by talking about love all the time? Where is his mighty army? At least John the Baptist put on a show when he was yelling at us and telling us to repent. This man can't be the Messiah because I know what the Messiah should look like and I know what the Messiah should do. So Jesus, in that way that only Jesus can do, probably shaking his head, smiles and asks the crowd, what am I going to do with you? You're like a bunch of kids bickering back and forth to each other. One tells the other to be happy, but they don't dance. Then the other one tells that one to be sad, but they don't mourn. What is it that you are looking for? If you think you have God figured out, then what is it that you are expecting? He reminds the crowd that John the Baptist really didn't eat or drink anything, maybe, maybe locusts, but those in authority told everyone he had a demon. Whereas Jesus loved a party. He ate and drank with anyone. And those in authority called him a glutton and a drunkard. What is it that you are expecting from God? You see, like that crowd, we all too often try to put God in God's little box. It can be so very easy to try to keep our finger on God, trying to direct how and where God should be acting in our lives. But by doing so, we end up spending more time and effort on trying to control and make God fit in our lives that we really end up missing out on seeing and experiencing how God is already working in us and in the world around us. This is what Jesus means when he prays to the Father, thanking him for revealing all of God's work to the infants. Not just talking about literal babies, but also those who approach and receive God as a child would. Without any preconceived expectations, not always trying to be wise and intelligent and in control as we adults so often try to be. Instead, simply letting God be God and opening our hearts and our minds to see and experience God already at work. Constantly trying to restrain God and constantly trying only to show God certain parts of our lives can be a very difficult and tiring endeavor. 
and a lifetime spent hiding from and trying to keep God at a distance can take a very strenuous toll on a person. But Jesus offers us a way out from this burden we put on ourselves. The invitation that Jesus gives us to drop our guard, to drop our wise and intelligent excuses, and to learn from him will most certainly give rest to our souls. The yoke Jesus offers is not a yoke of oppression or servitude, but it's rather a yoke that binds us to the eternal love of God. Through our own baptisms, we are bound wholly and completely to Christ. We are joined into both his death on the cross as well as his resurrection to eternal life, free to live our lives, no longer as wanderers in a sinful world, but as very members of Christ's body on earth, beacons of God's love and hope in a world that all too often has forgotten what it is like to love like a child. All we have to do is let God be God. It's not always easy to hand over control. It's not always easy to admit that we don't always have the right answers. And it's certainly not always easy to open our hearts and to expose our deepest hopes and our deepest fears to God. But that is exactly the gift that Jesus offers to each and every one of us. Jesus offers us all his yoke of love. Take it. Live into it. And find rest for your soul.